podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. It's to 2-2 and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil! Hello, welcome to another Touchy Goodness podcast. My name is Lewis. I'm joined by German Dan. We've got Nigerian Dan. And we've got, oh. Long time, man. Oh, oh it? Let me tell you. Oh, yeah. is actually finally got a mic. <laughs> it's only taken him seven years. We've been doing, oh, has been with us from the start. Touch on Frackers from the start. And he's been on a grand total of four pods. <laughs> I'm a bit like Oz, wouldn't I? I just, I just turn up when I need to edit. Oz the social media man. So if you, if you, if you don't like any of our tweets, you know who to direct your. Sorry, your yeah. for, yeah. <laughs> on to everyone. Uh, before we start, just to uh, give a few plugs, please subscribe to our YouTube um, Touchy Gunas um, new Arsenal touchy gunas youtube specifically for touchy gunas content so go and subscribe on there uh obviously follow us on twitter touchy gunas um for all our tweets uh we've got instagram page as well touchy gunas we're touchy gunas everywhere so um go and subscribe to us on there and also our patreon um we're giving instant post-match reviews now for on, on patreon so if you need your fix straight away go to our patreon sign up there um for as little as three pound a month you get access to all our discord lives all the extra content you're getting so much and what it's a five or three pound five pound for the uh bonus podcast what is that you know it's one pound 25 pound a week nothing at all um this podcast is brought to you by fanslide um it's a fantasy football game in play fantasy football game so for all you nitties who who um like to play games during uh during the game and uh, maybe you get a bit bored by you know with us, like we were watching Arsenal for a, for a few weeks, it was pretty tepid stuff. So you know, to to entertain ourselves, we had to play some games, didn't we? So um, Dan, I, I understand that you've also played um, uh, Fanslide with with uh, alongside me. How have you found uh, Fanslide so far? Yeah, it's pretty good today. You know, it's pretty good. I was playing it um, earlier today at half time. I backed um, uh, Cancelo and uh, Foden to do some bits. So like when 
when he crossed that crossed that ball into third and he just missed it, I was rattled. I could have been some some nice points there. But it's a yeah, no, it's a good it's a good little app, uh, a little distraction from um you know your sort of regular fantasy football apps that you get. You know. Yeah, I find that it's um I find that it's got a lot more detail than your you like it's not just goal assist. Uh, clean sheet it's not it's there's a lot more to it and mm. i find that it's um it's there, there's a lot more to take into consideration so if you love fantasy football and obviously you got more chance of winning right because obviously mm. fans are they're a growing platform so you got you got bigger chance of winning cash prizes so if you're really good at fantasy football yeah come and test come and test your luck on fan side you can come yeah, and play no, against no. all of us we're all on there and and come and win some some cash prizes so go over to fan side the link is in the bio uh, and you can sign up uh, through there. Um, so, yeah, th- let's move on to to uh, other uh, prize-winning things. Not that we won any prizes, but three points could be a prize. But, um, you know, we've, uh, we- we're three wins on the bounce, lads. What's going on? What is going on? I'll take her in. Hey, this is less... Am I going a bit too over the top? It's gonna take a while because, because like before we turn into Arteta in, you know, no, really, I'm not sure about this guy, bro. Yeah, like, Did you not see him. that performance against West Brom? That was peak Arsene Wenger, mate. Yeah, but it's West Brom. That's <laughs> how I, was I don't want to be. I don't want to be that sad guy, you know. You know them unhappy guys, and you know, them uncles and that. Yeah, I don't want to be that guy. But West Brom is just terrible, man. Yeah, they, they, they quite possibly could be the worst team in the world. And I seem like I, I I think I've said that quite a few times this season, but I always seem to find a new team that are, you know, quite possibly the worst team in the world. I, I was on Touchline on on um on Sunday and they shamelessly they were muting me because they just could not understand my excitement, my my jubilation for some of our, our star performers. So um I'm happy that we've got Touchy Gunas as a as a platform to express my love. And my admiration for the man who matched that that game, which was uh, Danny Sabayas, obviously. Oh uh, so, <laughs> what guy is crazy? You're, you're actually moving mad, you know. Uh, you're taking the, the Sabayas thing to a new level. You know, this is nuts. Wait, you're making <laughs> laugh the other day about uh, Sabayas when he was talking about going back to Real Madrid, man. You're 24 years old, yeah, and you're still dreaming of a career at Real Madrid. I mean, that's quite young, don't you think? Don't you think? Oh, right. Like, hey, how old are you? Two years, you know. Man, when you're getting loaned at 24, yeah, I'll give up. You know, like that. You, know? you give up. I mean, he's literally that, at that's me. <laughs> nah, deep, that's like me playing for a step four club, and then they say, Vah, we're going to loan you out to a step five club. With it for no, the whole no, it's nothing like that. Oh, Bro, it's nothing like that. I don't know, man. I just don't see him. Like, personally, if I was him, I'd be even trying to make sure I'm permanent at Arsenal if Arteta stays there. Because He's always going to get a bit of love from Arteta, but boy, I don't know, man. Listen, we'll get on to Danny, all right? But Luka yeah, Modric we'll was at Spurs at 24, yeah? He was at yeah, Spurs, all right? They, didn't, they and, didn't send him out on loan, though, did they? Well, we don't know what Harry was planning, do we? We, we, we don't know. <laughs> no, no, knowing Harry Redknapp, he was planning on sending him on loan to... Uh, God, <laughs> <Nottingham> Forest or <laughs> but yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about the game. So, um, am I right in saying uh, no? We did do a few bits of rotation, didn't we? Who I can't even remember the bloody lineup now. It's so fucking long ago. Um, who played? I don't think is it your boy came in. Tobias came in, right? Tobias came in. Aubameyang as well. Aubameyang on the left. Yeah. What did you guys think of the lineup? But it was. Was there as much rotation as you felt we needed to do, or, or do you think we could have done with a little bit more? 
I was calm with him leaving Martinelli out, you know. Um, I think asking him to start a fourth game in like such a short period of time would have been quite a bit, uh, quite a lot. And I feel and I feel like Aubameyang is obviously an ample enough replacement to um, to Martinelli out on that on that left side. So even though we don't particularly like him playing there, um, I feel like Lacazette. I sort of made that number nine role his his own with the goals that he's scoring at the minute, so you can't really complain about him starting. So um, I feel like that was a good a good change. I think El Nene stank to join out join out against Brighton, so he had to come out the team. Um, and Sabah's put in a good performance, so yeah, no complaints from me about the lineup personally. Yeah, it was um, it was it was it was quite a balanced uh, lineup, and I think we saw that in our play. I thought. Just talking about the team's performance in general, I thought that was probably. I don't know if I'm going overboard here. Is that is that our best performance since Wenger left? I don't know about that, you know. But at the same time, I'm looking at what, that what, are, what are some of the performances that Lewis? You know, what the hell was moving, going on? You're actually moving since mad. Left, right? um, Tottenham. Yeah, what? Tottenham. Yeah, Tottenham, what was that? Tottenham, Leicester, Valencia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about a Milan away. I'm talking. I think in terms of since since like we've turned to crap, it's probably the, the best performance. But at the same time, even though I want to say it's West Ham, you can only play what's in front of you, I guess. So, but I'm talking West- about a complete pamming. Minute zero to minute ninety. Like we, when was the last time we saw that? Probably under Arteta. That's it. I, I think under Emery, what we had a few performances like that. I think AC Milan was a very strong performance under Emery. Mm-hmm. Most because yeah, is this the first time we scored more than three goals under it? No, we we beat Newcastle. Newcastle, four. Newcastle, Newcastle. and there's one yeah, well, well, when he took those out think, of the team. Yeah, Nor- Norwich, Norwich, we might have scored four as well. Um, we did. I think no, it's three two. It's three two. Yeah, it's three two. Because we had three nil up. Oh no 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 Watford. Sorry, Watford was that game. Yeah, Norwich. I think we may have we may have scored um a few goals from getting my dates mixed up. But yeah, no, I was just really impressed with um the the team performance. Maybe I'm slightly overdoing it by saying it's our best performance. Me personally, saying I just think I just think we're overdoing. Well, to me, it's overdone in terms of like I just think at the end of the day, I'm more impressed with like individual performances like. Um, Smith Rowe, because I've been saying for a long time that kid should have just they should have given him the chance when he was like, as soon as he came back from the injury, just just throw him in, give him 20 minutes, 30 minutes, build him up. See, Lou uh, nodding in agreement. What's going on here? Man, I'm happy to see Lewis come around, man. We've been telling Will when in the chat, like, bro, this kid is better than Willock, and he's been arguing a case and arguing his case. I, I have not argued the case, I don't think Willock is better. Lewis, than Lewis, Lewis you're not going to be allowed on this I'm train. There is no evidence. There is no evidence of me saying Willock is better than ESR. There's only evidence of me saying ESR is better than Willock. Just that ESR happens to wash Willock's car. That's that's all. That's all. <laughs> I do feel. I do, I do feel sorry. Not for anymore, though. Not anymore. It seems. No, but the no, ESR I feel has gone live. You can't jump on this thing now, bro. It's closed. Why not? It's too late. It's too late. The door is locked. It's too late. It's too late. But you first for your boy Willock, man, because like we're asking using is just completely wrong to me. No, he's not. Exactly. He's never no, been no trainers. You can't come in, boss. No but, yeah, it's too late <laughs> to come bandwagon, man. Sorry, bro. <laughs> but, um, in terms of performance, I'll say, I'll just say him and um, Lacazette probably his best game for a long time, which is good because we need him to be playing well to sell him in the summer, which I think we should, and. Um, 
He was on the right. Saka, brilliant again. Normal. That one's just not like it's just a normal. It's coming normal every week now. So I think them three. I, was, I, I thought them three were just impressive. I think the rest, rest of them were just you know normal. Like really, you felt they were normal. I, 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 think, I, I don't. I don't like. I'm not really excited by that performance. You know, like did you mention Tierney? Tierney again. Sorry, Tierney. Another one. Normal. I'm just seeing Tierney and Saka. Normal. No, no, not not normal in terms of like Tierney and Saka. Their high, their levels are really high right now. Mm. I think it's been high for a while, but it's just the team not performing well around them makes them not look as good as you know. That's how we had people calling Tierney Burnley level. You get me? Well, so, name names, though. Name names. All right, Fab, he's gonna be on to me, though. I'm not trying to. Don't be scared. Don't worry about it. You will beat Anton up. Sorry, Anton. I'm sorry. I said I'm saying his name. Look at the size of you, mate. Look at the size of you. Hey, mate. Look at the size of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, nah, Tierney, Tierney was class, man. Especially that goal like that. I don't think a lot of people know he has that in his game. I think that's the problem because obviously people see him tuck his shirt in, uh, short sleeve. Nah, he's it's, an actual madman, though. Oh, like, nah, he's, a, he's a madman, but people just see the way they just look at him and they don't. He's one of them players that I'll turn up the Sunday league in it or Saturday or something in it. And I look at him, black boots. Copa Mundial's uh, shirt tucked in, the shorts, uh, shorts proper high. You look at him and you just think, oh, I'm having a bit of him. He's not doing nothing against me. And then, boom, touches the ball once. One-on-one -on -one against just does a madness. You're thinking, yeah. oh, oh, yeah. I think that's what Tien is like. I think that's how you can look at him. I saw some stats today um, about Tierney's dribbling. And um, he completes... I, I can't remember if it's like uh, the actual number itself, but in the Prem, the amount of dribbles he completes is very, 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 very high, like amongst the highest in the Premier League. And, you know, we saw it against West Brom on, um, uh, on, on the weekend where he just has this ability. I know that isn't quite a dribble, but he has this ability to just be able to knock the ball and you know deliver something and I, I, yeah. normally we would expect him to cross from that position but then he checked back inside beautiful little touch inside had a furlong running towards the corner flag still <laughs> and then he just bent it in with his right foot you know it's on it football manager is it the the attribute of knock ball past opponent that's what yeah 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 every game he does that one still and yeah, then, and um, it's it's good to see him. It's good to see him add some variations. I think you saw it a little bit against Reese James, um, uh, against Chelsea. Like even in that Leicester game, I think he came inside Fofana um, very nicely for that that chance that um, that chance that uh, Lacazette missed the header. Um, so I, I quite like to see that from him because I feel like he does need to add that sort of um, variation to his game. So he, he you don't know which way he's going because he can sort of go outside you or come inside you. Um, and I think, you know, that's a, an extra attacking weapon that we can now we can now hopefully see because, you know, you don't have Saka um, standing on his on his toes. Yeah, on the whole, what that performance or the, the last couple of performances showed me is that the balance of the team is now better. So we, I think for weeks we've said Saka is on top of Tierney. Um, William is too far on the touchline. No, no one is inside, no one is coming inside, no one is occupying the central areas. And um, now uh, we have ESR in the, in, the, in the middle of the park, being able to receive on the half turn, getting in the pockets of space, 
with good ball reception and then kind of facilitating moves and and um, and uh, attacking chances through through what he does. And he does it. I, I think he still has a couple more gears in them. To be honest, he does it to a good level at the moment. He's he's, he's technically quite secure, but I think he can even create more. He hasn't taken too many risks yet. But um, he's been measured and um, and in a way clinical in his approach to the game. So, um, but having Saka now on the right side, and Tierney on the left, um, I think that's one of them alongside with the ESR bit that I said. But I, that's one of the biggest difference because Tierney owns that left side. He he's a big threat, um, overlapping, and um, with the boy at his feet, he can also go past the man and then just whip one in. And then for Saka, as he comes inside and he combines with ESR. Um, allowing Bellerin to overlap. Um, so we have now a more balanced attack. We can attack from both sides, whereas before we had that left-hand bias and no centrality. Now we have centrality and uh, threats on the left and right side. And if Aubameyang starts scoring, I think we, 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 we'll pick up a, a few more good results. So, and I, I mean, I can't believe Lacazette is playing well, <laughs> but he is. So. It's a yeah, bit annoying, though, because I look at it this way, like, this is all we asked for six months ago. <laughs> this is what we've been asking for, for for a long time and then it's taken to be honest this is I'd say this has happened no no I don't I, I think credit you give him some credit in it that he finally woke up in it but it's just minimal credit because this has all happened by accident let's be real to me it's happened by accident because I don't think if William catches COVID I think we're still going to be seeing William and we're still going to have the same issues that we're faced. I mean, like, look at William when he came on. <laughs> it's it's an interesting one because the thing is, is, yes, he has stumbled on it. But sooner or later, the results were going in such a way that he would have had to change something, right? And but, uh, uh, let me just interject there quickly because we, we've been asking for this for three months, two, three months. Yeah. Like, I think people, people we thought were, we were going crazy. For yeah, and we were stuff. even saying the solutions he tried at the time are not working because of X, Y, and Z. Like, one of the things we were banging on about was missing centrality, missing people in the half spaces. We were banging on about this and there was no fixes. He was trying to persist with a system that didn't that didn't work, that effectively didn't have enough threats on on and all, all attacking areas on the pitch. And um, I agree, he kind of stumbled across this um, people want to give him small credit for changing it. His job was on the line, you know. His job was on the line, so he's gonna have to make some changes if we're just losing every week. Like we're not even drawing, like we're losing. So, <laughs> and the thing, yeah, I, 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 I agree one hundred percent. And the thing is, it's like him, him not trying ESR it was was crazy. Do you get what I'm saying? Because it's like th this is a guy who. You know, at the start of the season, they asked, oh, is Smith Rowe going to go on loan? And you're saying, no, I, I really like this guy, someone that I want to use. And yet, in the Europa League games, he's not starting any of any of those matches. I think he started one match out of the six when he was, I think he was available for four of them because he was in the squads for four of them. You're, so you're not trying him. You're, you're rather playing, you know, the likes of Lacazette, number 10. You're playing Willock, number 10, who, who um, for all intents and purposes, you know, that's not neither of their positions, right? Over the one player that you have in the squad other than Ozil who can play there, you're not trying him. And then, you know, when you see him chuck him in at, at Chelsea, and I think at the end of the day, if we're going to be honest with ourselves, yeah, if he loses that Chelsea match, that's going to be the ninth game in a row without a win in the league. And he's probably going to get sacked. 
So, you know, it's like a final Hail Mary. And luckily for him, luckily for us as well as fans of the club, you know, we've got that win. So I think the one thing I will give him credit for is over the course of this season, when we've been in bad form, he has tried different solutions. We saw him try that flat midfield three at Leicester was, you know, okay in the first half, but second half, as soon as Louise and Saka came off, that died. He didn't try that again. He's tried Willock in a 10. He's tried Lacazette in a 10. So I think he has been trying things. So because one of these solutions has finally worked, right, we can say well done. But I also feel like, you know, to the out from the outside looking in, it just seems like the most obvious one. You know, we saw what you did pre-lockdown. You played a number 10. You played Aubameyang on the left, Laka up top, um, Saka or Pepe on the right. And, you know, it looked it looked all right. That's the only time when our metrics have actually been in our favour, you know, in terms of XG and all of that stuff. So why has it taken you almost six months to try that again? Do you know what I mean? With players who are comfortable in those positions. It's a weird one to me. It's, it's very weird. Yeah, we, you guys touched on some really good points there. I just want to go back to ESR because um, the things that he's doing, that it's not like, um, he's not an Ozil, right? I think we can all agree he's not an Ozil talent. He's not a Fred the Ball for an eye of a needle passer. He's not a Bruno Fernandes type 10. What kind of... Like, what kind of player is Emil Smith Rowe? I think we we asked this question. We asked this question. Sorry, Dan, just two seconds. Um, we asked this question. Um, at the beginning when we first saw ESR, like we 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 didn't know quite what kind of player he was. Is he an eight? Is he a ten? Sometimes we saw him playing out wide. Um, we didn't quite know what kind of player he is, and I still. I'm kind of struggling with that. I think he's a great talent. I think he does a, a lot of things very well and he's helping us tremendously at the moment because he just wants to find the space. He just knows where the space is. He's so technically secure and he just loves to combine play. But um, where, where, I'll go to you, Dan. So what kind of player do you see Emu Smith-Rowe becoming in the future? Uh, German, sorry. Okay. Um, see, I think... I think you said he's not like Uzo, but I think he has a lot of characteristics that Uzo has. So Uzo has probably maybe a wider um, skill set with the final ball also being very good and stuff. But he does a lot of things that Uzo does. He finds the space between opposition players. And I kind of tweeted about this today. Like One of the most important things for creative players or players that make the difference, in my opinion, are the players that have very good ball reception. And ESR has phenomenal ball reception. Um, he, he'll, he'll find positions on the pitch between opponents, which is like the perfect spot where they can't get to him quick enough to tackle him. So he'll be surrounded by three, four players, but he somehow finds the exact middle to receive the ball turn and then um, carry out his action. If you if you just look, if you were watch back on some of the games Willock has played, his ball reception or his positioning between opponents is very, oh. very poor. Like, yeah, yeah. It's very he doesn't poor. know the position. He doesn't exactly. know the position. So whereas ESI has this natural feeling, it's this natural feeling of this is where the space is, I can then do my action and continue play. So that is, that is a very good, that's a very good character, characteristic and sign of a great talent. Mm -hmm. where, where the next step now comes is the execution of more difficult actions. So I think he already ex executes some difficult actions quite well. So a lot of times he will manipulate the ball on his receive. Um, like even for the, for the assist for, um, for Saka, the first pass was a, was an angle pass, and straight after he moved, and then the the the, the control up for the before the pass for the assist was an accelerated control with the outside of his boot. Ball was bubbling. Obviously, we know it's rain. It's not an easy control. He made it look very easy, 
So that that's the type of stuff the good players do. Whereas if you if you compare it to like a Willock, he will do a stop control. Maybe every now and then you do a nice turn, but he won't do very difficult actions often. So will um I seen ESL do some of them already, but this is now the this is now where we we will see more games and we see how comfortable and how easy it is for him to execute. At the moment, it looks fairly easy, um, for him. Even the layoffs, he does a lot of good layoffs that um other players would mess up. Those are the small differences and tangibles that you can see where that's why after a while I said, listen, Saka is really good because he does these things very easily as well. And that's how you kind of spot the differences between a good, great top player. Um, I think, as I said, um, just to kind of close my point, the next level for him is now executing more difficult actions very regularly and easily. Um, and those actions will be controls. Those actions will be passes. Um, and when you when you look at a situation, is he gonna is he is he trying the harder thing here or is he trying the easy thing? And um, this is this is this is a bit of a criticism to not to segue into Sabias, but it's a bit of a criticism I have of Sabias because I think he has technical ability, but he chooses to do the easier stuff sometimes. So the ball would come and instead of straight away controlling it, he will let it bounce twice and then play on. So and football is all about speed of play. As soon as you control it, you can do something. If you let it bounce twice, you've lo you've lost some sort of momentum which affects other parts of the game and situations. So I think ESR doesn't really quite do that, and that's a very good skill. So um, yeah, I think he, I think, I think we just need to see how well he can execute um, on passes and more difficult cre um, creation of chances. I think I'd like to see that. Which is what yeah. I'll touch on that. I think eventually, I think his best role will be as a a, a bit deeper rather than as like a. A ten, I, I see him was more of an eight eventually because what he does well is he receives the ball and drives really well. That's his best skill set, and eventually we will. I'm hopeful that we do get to see him as an eight. I mean, something as well with him. I'm just hoping no one compares him to Foden because he's not. Unfortunately, he's not a level of Foden's talent. It's not. It's nothing wrong with that. You don't really have to be to be a, like a great footballer, but um. Yeah, I, I, I'm just happy he's finally getting the opportunity to showcase what he's about because a lot of people have been championing him for a long time now. I'm included myself. And um, it's just nice to see him finally getting a run in the team. Hopefully he keeps no injuries because the issue with him, part of it is um, injury fit, prone. Yeah, yeah he's, he's got, he's, he normally gets his, I can't remember, I think he's got an ankle. He's had a long-term ankle problem. Mm. So hopefully he can keep fit. But at the same time, that's, Something like uh, Leroy mentioned, we do need to manage him. He's another talent. We just we can't overplay him because I'm looking at Saka now. God forbid, but when he's going to get a break? I know I know we need him, but these young players, at the end of the day, you can't burn them out. We've seen plenty of times what happens to young talents when you burn them out. When I spit bars in a rave, I go hard like Santan. Hey, everyone. Before we get into today's pod, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, We'll get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all of this for only $15 a month. 
the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com forward slash join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com forward slash join. When I spit bars in a ring, man, I go hard last and ten. Yeah, hundred, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, obviously, uh, Emma Smith was was fantastic. Saka, I thought, was brilliant again. He's really come into his own. Yep, yes, we're gonna take our slaps about Saka. We're gonna take our slaps about Saka. Right? <laughs> hey, not me, I'm, boy. I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm one of the people. Oh, Olu no, gets, gets a blay. Because yeah, I, I Olu likes like, everyone. Every, Olu likes yeah, loud, everyone. Someone say a <laughs> so, decent name. When I saw one, right, he's one out of a hundred. Well oh, done, Olu. Well done. Saka, baller. Big baller. No one wanted to listen to me. Innit? Obviously, even you lot made me question. So I started thinking, <laughs> oh, maybe left back, he would be amazing. But, bro, I was just thinking, bro, this guy, I saw too much at youth level. Going to just be a left back, you know, it just didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah, no, I, 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 I at you, man, on the on the TL when you were, you were talking with this, with this <laughs> stuff. So I, I get a blight as well because I went, I went happy with with what I was hearing about. Um, I know, I get that. I was like, nah, 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 nah. But um, but you, the thing is with um with both Saka and Smith Rowe, I think what makes them special, as uh, as Dan said, is is. I think both their brains are just on another level to um, a lot of the players that we have in our attack. Um, so I feel like in terms of the, that second goal that we scored uh, with them combining, um, it did remind me of when we were playing with um, Ozil in the team uh, and that Leicester match. And you could see that Ozil and Lacazette, they had that sort of, they had that movement where, you know, one moves uh, deeper, the other one goes in behind, and it just seemed automatic. And Urzel and Lacazette, they scored lots of goals like that, where um, Urzel's running off him um, into the space, and Lacazette gives it that little flick. I can think about one um, against Everton. Obviously, there's that Leicester one that Abamyang finishes off, well. and Liverpool as well um, make it three two in that in that game. And I feel like it's that intelligence that makes them, you know, sort of really good talents. Because obviously, as uh, Dan said, you know, they're not really doing you know, the difficult, difficult actions. I think Saka has started to do a lot more of them in his game, you know, when he's receiving on the half turn and accelerating away from people. Um, and I feel like uh, Smith Rowe has got the technical ability to do that as well. Because I think if Pepe was the one that was making that running behind and the ball's been passed to his feet, he's not controlling that and passing that in two touches. He just isn't, right? Even though he has all the technical ability in the world, right? I just don't think that that is getting executed, let alone when you're talking about Willock. Right, and I feel like someone like Willian is not even making that run, that third man run in behind that Smith Rowe makes as well. So, this does he what... have all the technical ability in the world, though? If you can't, I, I, I was gonna say that I think Pepe is very good shooting and stuff. Yeah, shooting is, uh, I always thought his shot is very good. Like, that's the only credit See, I would give him. That guy, he's a bum in that ball. What he is, he's just <laughs> in there, go with it. Like, he should score with it. That's that's what that guy is, man. And I can't believe we've paid 
you know, let's not even talk about that. Oh, man. I, I didn't mean to cut Dan off. Let Dan finish on, on, on this point. Sorry, Dan, I think, go I've got go a good there. segue into Pepe also yeah. related to the dribbling that you that you lo- looked at earlier, Lewis. But yeah, let, let Dan finish the point. Still. Yeah, yeah. And, and what I was going to say is I feel like this was a major issue with us in this... Um, in, in, in this sort of bad period before these three games is that when we came into the final third, I think we got into a lot of these positions. Um, you know, we were progressing the ball up the pitch. I can think about against West Ham, um, where we scraped a win again, and any of these matches like Southampton, Burnley, we'll get we'll get the ball into the final third. And then the, the, the brain isn't there in these attackers. Like William, he doesn't have the guile or the, the wherewithal, right, right, fine, now I need to make a run in behind. I'm going to try to combine with Lacazette. They don't do it. So I feel like that, is you know sort of the the real separator between between these guys and the other but not even just other youth talents but the other players in our team personally i just feel like they they're thinking right how am i gonna you know get behind this defense how am i gonna create a chance that kind of thing and so you know it comes it comes off it comes off for them segue done yeah basically um if you if you looked at <laughs> you if you remember that graph that you shared in the group earlier about the dribbling and tini looked quite good on that graph and Probably was fairly low. I think Pepe. Pepe was right at the bottom. I think the, for the, uh, completions. I think he has poor completion, but a lot of attempts. But if oh, you look yes. at um, his completion rate, is similar to the likes of Sterling, the likes of Salah. Um, he has poor completion, but he has way more attempts than. Him. So I think, in a way, if, if you look at just he's the trying stuff, he's not good at. Exactly. Basically. We look at the stats. He attempts a lot of stuff that he probably shouldn't attempt. And he has he, he, in, in, effectively is a bit of a turnover machine because you try stuff that is not happening and the opponents get the ball of you. And um, I think, and then I look at the likes of Sterling and Salah, and again, like he's not their level, but what they do is they try and minimize um, their attempts and their, their turnovers and focus on running in behind and um, scoring goals, being in, in positions, um, being the last, being into, at the end of moves rather than in between moves. Whereas um, Pepe kind of, in a way, is disruptive by attempting stuff that is not working. Attacks break down when he should be at the end of moves. So I think I think that was quite um quite interesting thing to Do see. You don't think that can be coached though, because like, like you just said, that that is hundred percent right. Because if it's Pepe was just a player that just near the goal and just shoots, I think I think like he's still a bus either way. He's a bus like. But let, let's not focus too much on Pepe. No, 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 no not Pepe, but in terms of that, no, we coach him out of that. Do you not reckon? It's a, it's a funny one, right? Because I think probably coming into the job, if people had to say, like, if you asked, oh, what's Arteta's, you know, sort of, you know, best attribute, right? Or the one that you could point to tangibly, right? Is the the one-on-one coaching, right? Um so people and you, you what everyone watched the documentary, and we've seen the reports about the you know individual work that he's done on Sterling and Sane's game in it, right? And you could see that both of those players improved when they were at City, yeah. And I look at uh, someone like Bukayo Saka, and when he first played on the right, people were questioning, "Oh, can he play on the right?" Da, 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 da. And I'm looking at what he's doing now in that right wing position. I will give Arteta credit for there saying that, look, right, if you're doing the same sort of work that you're doing with Sterling and Sane, then I can see why Saka's looking better in that position. And I just feel like cer- cer- sometimes you just need a certain base level of talent or intelligence to get the manager's instructions and to improve. And I feel like there were excuses for Pepe before. You just, you just think, is that what you're saying? 
you, they were excused for Pepe before you see 19-year-old Saka play in that position and like give you better performances than we've ever seen from Pepe in an Arsenal shirt. And that's just facts. Like Pepe's best performance in the Arsenal shirt, I don't think touches what Saka's done on the right wing in the last three games. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like that's just a massive indictment. So you can talk about coaching as much as you like, but if one player in your team is managing to execute to a very high level, whether or not he's better than you or not, and you're not coming near him, and you have you have talent as well. That's the thing. Like Saka is not dribbling past six men and slapping it top bins. He's doing like the literal basics of football to a very high standard in that right wing position. He's taking on his man aggressively. He's putting good uh, set pieces into the box. He's, mm. he's putting good crosses into the box, and he's combining with his teammates. You know that he's not doing mad stuff on the right. Mm. You know, and he's not relying on oh. He hasn't got an overlap. Oh, he hasn't got an underlap. Oh, he's uh, we don't pass the ball to him. Like it's it's none of the excuses. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um, let's talk a little bit about Lacazette because I thought Lacazette was um, I don't want to say very good because I don't want to give him that much praise. But I thought he was. He was very good. I thought he was very good. Yeah, I thought he was good. I thought he was good. I'll say I'll say good. I'll say good. Um, he's um, he looks a lot more comfortable with. Um, having someone to play off of. Um, I think Emil Smith-Rowe has... There's no coincidence that Lacazette's improved performances have come um, with the presence of Emil Smith-Rowe. I think it helps Lacazette having someone very close um, close by, someone intelligent to link up with. Um, and yeah, I, th- I felt like he, he executed the basics well and, and he, was a, he was a threat um, throughout the game, actually. And... Um, I think he could have got a hat trick in the end, couldn't he? Yeah, he almost did. I think, I think him performing like this is very good for Arsenal, especially with the summer ahead. Because point, yeah, I'm seeing reports of new contract and that, but no. <laughs> yeah, you, we'll be you we'll be fake as shit if we did that. Yeah, but that's Honestly, a very awful thing to do, isn't it? So. It's very silly because what he's 29, he's going bold. <sighs> that's that's the signs of the client, you know. Like. We'll talk about people going bold, right? Because yeah. <laughs> But yeah, wait, but, wait, like, the follicle challenge should not be, uh, you know, we shouldn't be scrutinized <laughs> and, and discriminated against. I'm sorry, boys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, mate. But Laka, Boy, man. why are you saying plural, bro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, don't include don't me in that, bro. Don't I'm planning on I'm, I'm <laughs> 40. I'm, I'm not far away from it. Eventually, and it'll get there. <laughs> but um, Laka, man, oh, I, I don't know. I'm just happy he's performed that because at the end of the day, man, we need to... Because we didn't sell last summer. We turned um, Roma down um, reportedly. So now we need to recoup a bit of money from him. If we can get 15, 20 mil for him. And obviously, I'm seeing links to Patterson Dakar. Obviously, I've seen a bit, but obviously, I'm, I'd like to watch more. Um, if we can replace, even keep him Balogun. Mm. And um, have an like, in get that, like that pronunciation there, Olu. I like that pronunciation. Balogun, yeah, even Balogun. I do it properly, man. I got my Niger people. I even keeping him because and day, man, that kid's got talent. So even keeping him and just selling Laka for twenty m and Balogun will just save us money. So I think we have to think ahead with Lacazette, man, and him performing like this is good for us. Yeah, 100% agree. Um, because, and, and let's face it, every goal that he scores from now until the end of the season, um, it could work as a gift and a curse for us because um, you're on the plus side, yeah, it's going to add transfer uh, value to value, him. Yeah. But 
on the on the negative side, it's like oh, oh. Arsenal might start thinking, are we going to sign him to a new deal? Yeah, um, yeah. I've seen the same thing. Um, Rob Holden. I'm seeing people say, oh yeah, 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 we protect his value, give him more money. Um, I'm just thinking, yeah, I'm not completely opposed to giving Holden a new contract simply because he is English. He's 25. Is he 26? 26. 26. I mean, I think how long has he got left on his deal, Holden? He's got two years now. Personally, I think him getting a new deal, it's it, it's a. I can see what what people mean in terms of value in it, but at the same time, you need to think about you bought this guy for two million, and if we sell him this summer after good like all right performances or and whatever, pretend he's played it all right, we're gonna make a profit either way. So why do we need make to, a bigger profit if he was signed to a longer contract? Who's going to pay that money? We need to remember the economy Someone right now. Someone will pay. Someone will pay. It's but a, we're not good a... at selling, bro. We're not Liverpool. If was if this was Liverpool case, did it? Yeah, I'll be confident we'll get good money. But I know Arsenal. And... I mean, we sold the Wobi to Everton for forty million. How much? So... How much? How much did Liverpool sell that Hoover guy for? I think they got ten million to Wolves. Yeah. So I mean, like, if he's going for ten mil. You know, with barely any first team appearances and whatnot, like you know, what, you want know, you know a difference as though that with the Hoover guy, there's promise. Like you think, yeah. you, you guys have been far too negative. Remember, we need to, you know, listen. We it's, need to try to be positive vibes only it's, today. No, 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 right? no. Positive vibes is, only. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Um, uh, if they're extend holding, holding, obviously, I, I wouldn't be fucking ecstatic, but. No. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be too much against his. He's a squad player, really. So providing he's um, a squad player, right? Yeah. 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 He's filling in, um, and um, Boy, yeah. I wouldn't say anything about protecting you know? So that that is not really a thing, and he's been here. What? How many seasons? Are five or something? Six, yeah. the, and, and I, I personally feel like the club, um, that the vibe that I get from the club is that they're always worried about you know giving themselves too much to do in one window. Um, and I feel like if you're looking at next summer, the, the sort of players that we're, we're going to be... So, obviously, in January, we've moved... Um, Socra- uh, no, not Socrates, Kalasinac. Um, Saliba's gone on loan. Um, they're talking about uh, Socrates, Ozil, potentially leaving this month. Maybe Mustafi leaving this, this month as well. Um, you've got Louise um, expiring uh, in summer. Um, Lacazette with one year left. And Ketia with one year left. Chambers with one year left. Um, so that's already sort of nine players that are going to be going between now and summer. So, then if to, so, so then my, my thing is, I, I personally would be like, look, let's, let's, let's just get rid, we'll start again. This is proper, proper project restart, right? And yeah. I just personally feel the way the club is set at the moment, they are very worried about, you know, giving themselves too much to do because, you know, if you then start talking about players who aren't, um, with one year left that you'd like to move on. You then get into your Jackers, your El Nenis, your Rob Holdings and stuff. And I can put, I can realistically see us sort of keeping these men for another year, even though we know that our future is... You can't not, sign then, 12 players in one window. Do you know what I mean, right? So I feel I like, think, if, there's, if, there's players like if there's players like Holding that you know, you know, fourth can choice. relatively, you know, yeah. can be fourth choice right centre-back. We we don't need to sign a centre-back this summer. Yeah. Then I think they'll probably do that just by prioritising. But personally, I think, you know, sell holding, you know, get rid of Xhaka, El Nenny, get rid of all of them and just, yeah. just spend the money, man. Because just spend the money. What I was going to touch on to in terms of that squad building, 
I think that's when obviously you sign your main players, you're, you're starting 11, you worry about that, that's your priority. And then you supplement them with your youth academy, the best prospects. You give them, like, you know, your Miguel Z's, your, um, I don't know if he's obviously good enough, that Joel Lopez, that left back, make him a backup to Tierney. He's decent, to be fair. And he's all right. Obviously, we need to see him tested at uh, first mm. level. That's the difference. And then, obviously, you know, like the best prospects, you just put them in the squad. You just make supplement the squad food um, that way because mm. that just saves you money. Because mm. at the same time, obviously, we can give Holden a new deal on it. I understand it. But at the same time, you're better off giving those minutes to these young players to see if they're good enough or not. Like, I think we've done that. When was the last time we've done that? Um, Project Youth. What season is that? Wenger? Yeah. yeah. Like Mark Randall and Craig Eastman and all of them guys. Yeah, remember that sort of season? It worked out well, did it? <laughs> did it work out that well? It was a crazy season, but at the same time, like... How and didn't have the clout then? It just mm. saved us a lot of money by then. I, I kind of wasn't that great, was it? But um, mm, I remember I remember Don's like Ignacy Mikel getting lots of minutes for us, man. You, yeah, know? Like, you look at them yeah, like, getting yeah, lots yeah. of minutes. And then I look now, like... Just give these wildies minutes, man. There's no, there's nothing you're not gonna obviously you lose some gains in that, but at the same time, you know which one's good enough or and which one is not. Mm-hmm. Just uh, going back to some of the performances, obviously, um, Aubameyang scoreless again. And considering that you know, we we have improved so much over the last three games, um, there's obviously like this big conversation going on about um, you know, people's concern over Aubameyang. Um, I'll give my opinions. Firstly, I'm I'm not concerned with Oba um, because I I haven't seen. I think he realizes now he's in a setup that is going to be conducive for him to be. Um, you're right. They're steady on the Baileys, there, Dan. Yeah, steady. German Dan, steady on the Baileys. All right. Um, yeah, I think he realizes. I think he realizes he's got a setup that's conducive to getting him chances. And he's probably got more chances in the last three games than he has in the whole season prior, right? So I haven't seen his head drop, um, whereas um, before I did kind of feel like um, it was it was all getting to him a little bit. Um, you know, he wasn't receiving the ball. And when he was receiving the ball, it was in shit areas. And, when, and he wasn't able to do anything with the football. Um, I haven't seen his head go... And he's physically, there's been some concerns about him physically. I don't see it. I don't see it. You know, um, he, he, the, the chance that he, um, that was against, who was the game before? Uh, Brighton. Um, you know, he physically, he got, he got himself into the area to get onto that chance. Even Saka's one. Um, we can all talk about how he should be scoring. But the the burst to get there, the desire, um, the desire to get there, I felt was all very encouraging. We could say yes, he should have put that in the net, but to actually get himself in the position in the first place, I feel like um, is signs of encouragement for me. So I'll um, I'll hand it over to you guys. Um, are you guys particularly worried about Aubameyang? I, I'll kick off. I don't. I'm not too worried for the for the same reasons that you said. And I do think there's a bit of misconception actually around what type of striker Aubameyang is or type of shooter he is. Because <clears throat> last year, as I keep saying, he was Superman. He he get a chance and he would net. And people now looking at him when he misses a chance, like, what's wrong with Aubameyang? Like 
that's him. That's what he used to do. Mm. <laughs> like, that's what he used to do. He used to miss bad chances. Like, <laughs> it's a big, big reason why. There's one season where he was doing a madness, really. It's, um, big, so. it's, a, it's a big reason why he didn't get player of the year that year when he, he scored 31 goals. He missed yeah, bad chances that year. So mm-hmm. That was criminal, by the way. Still. But he just gets them. like Because he has that burst, because he has that movement, he has that understanding of where the space is. When he when he sees certain players going to certain areas, he's already ready. Like he's waiting for them to to make the right passes and moves. So the ball comes to the space they expected to. So he he's got obviously elite movement at the moment. His finishing is looking dog shit, <laughs> but I'm sure you'll pick It'll up again. Come, right? It'll come. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so still. That's just, that's the case with um. I'm I'm agreeing with that man because his movement's so good. Eventually, he's gonna just start scoring again. Mm-hmm. So. I think people just need to give him a pass, man. There's not much, like, we just get on to something Arsenal fans are really bad at. I think we just get on to our best players for no reason. Like, we, we just look at something to criticise. And then, obviously, then we defend the bums. We do that instead. And it's just... I know, it's I know. Sick. You, you know, I've been criticising Sabayos for far too long. And yeah, I'm bro. glad that... I'm not involved in that club <laughs> yet. That Wait, you Lewis, are you're ridiculous. Lewis, you're ridiculous. A masterclass in midfield. The there was a there was a really good thing that I read on the Bamiang um this week on the Ask Blog, and it, it, basically you're just analysing, like like Dan said, you know, sort of clarifying the type of striker that he is. And it was it but it said like um, you know, when he was at Dortmund. It was like seventy percent of his of his goals were like one touch finishes, and then it was like fifteen percent were like runs in behind that kind of thing. Um, obviously, you're not getting you're not really getting the space in behind in the Premier League as you do in the Bundesliga um, as much because teams don't press you um, high as much. But also, we're not creating the opportunities for him to to you know get those one touch finishes that that he's he's um that he's so good at, you know, and I feel like the lack of creativity has really, really hurt him. And people are just forgetting that, you know, when he joined, everyone was saying this guy had nothing to his game other than he's a box finisher. Do you know what I mean? And then he, even put, out, he, even, like. he even put out the tweet himself saying, oh, they said I can't shoot from outside the box, this, that and the other. And obviously when last season he was clapping goals from, from anywhere, basically. So I just feel like... Against big teams, all yeah. that all, all of this stuff. So I just feel like people now they just they just want to shift the goalpost for Aubameyang, and I don't I don't really know why. Um, they want to shift the goalpost from every single season, and like this is what we did when we when we signed Özil to that long contract. We you know told him, or when we signed Özil even, and when we signed him to the long contract, we we didn't build a team around him. Now we sign another big, big star to a big contract. We need to build a team around him and get him the creativity that we need because that's that's what he needs. He needs chances that he can finish because if you create chances for him, he's going to clap. Mm. Right? He's just going to clap. And I, I feel like all of this, you know, like being down on Alba is just so overblown because physically he, he might have lost a yard of pace from when he was at um, Dortmund and whatnot, but physically he's still there. You know, still sharp. Still he's sharp. still sharp. He's, he will still get into the positions. His movement is still good. You know, so it's, it's none of this like Wayne Rooney going to drop off a cliff type stuff. That's not happening with Aubameyang. I'm not having that at all. We just need to get chances to him and he's, he's going to clap. Yeah, which is I like, agree. What I was about to touch on to now is that you said it straight. You've, you've invested that much. That we've invested about how much is he on about 300k? 300k a week. We've invested that much in him. Surely the squad planning should have been around him from the summer, from six months ago, from the get-go. 
So now we're seeing this clear out there doing over January. You just you just look at it and just think, nah, you lot are taking a piss. Like this is six months too late. Like why are we waited this long? It, it's been, I think as well, like for them to rely on William to be that creativity, it's so bad, man. It's just it's just embarrassing for a big club to just rely on one player to just create. And I think it was part of it was um they just thought they could get by. Like that's, just, what, that's what I'm saying. I think they could. They, they thought they could wing it. They, they found a system in which they could wing it for long enough, but the system imploded very early in the season, kind of thing. Mm. Well, don't worry. Look, look. Obviously, we've got we, we, we're back now. No, no, we're back in the team. team. We've got Spurs you know? back in the team now. So yeah, uh, doing yeah, our team now, balling, You know, what, what are you saying? What second place? <laughs> what, what above United? <laughs> we're, we're we're six points. We're six points away from top four. Has um. Has these three wins have they have they made you think that maybe the season? Oh, am I echoing? Can you guys hear an echo? Nah, you sound calm to me. Hmm. Sound cool. Okay, I sound. I can hear an echo. But has has the has the last three wins have they um have they made you revise your uh, opinions on? whether the season is dead or not and, and, and what we can aim to achieve this season. Because like, like I said, we're six points off of top four, three I points away lucky. from Chelsea. I think we're lucky that this season is just like, every team is just a mess, isn't it? I think that's where we're lucky at it. Because I've never seen the league this tight in January. Like, I'm sorry, losses, maybe, maybe, because, maybe because we started in October, oh. No, 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 no. I don't mean that, bro. Like, fam, a couple of losses in it and things have changed in it. But it's it's a mad thing, isn't it? Like, just look at the league table and you just think, bro, what's going on? Yeah. No, yeah, it's, yeah. it's I think I think it's going to depend on what we do this window, man. Like, I think if the likely scenario of them not bringing in an attacking player um, happens, then I, I, we're going to be mid-table. I think... Going into the rest of the season, seeing how we've done in this first half of the season, relying on Emil Smith-Rowe to be your creative hub when he's not played for because of injuries in the past. You know, he's missed a lot of football in his career, in his short career because of injuries. I think that will just be incompetence, um, if anything. Um, and Because I, I, I feel like in the past couple of years when we missed out on, well, not, not last season, but the season before and the season before that um, under Wenger, and Emery, I feel like if we'd have been smarter in the January windows, we could have pushed for um, Champions League spots, especially under Una Emery. I feel like we were we were always there and thereabouts that season. And then we decided that Denis Suarez was all we needed to bolster, um, bolster the attack. When Ramsey got injured, you know, the season essentially fell apart in the league. And I feel like I can see a similar scenario here where... You know, we we get within three points or something of the top four. Someone will get injured, and because we didn't, you know, bolster the team, the the season's gonna fall apart again, and we're gonna go back to losing games. So, you know, for me, I feel like we need to have a good January if we want to have any hope of doing anything in this season. Because, luckily for us, the league is very dead this year. I'm so like I know people are saying it's compressed and it's tight, but I think it's just rubbish. You know, you look at. The, the the teams, the quality of the teams that are picking up points that are high up in the in the league, you know, your Everton's, your um, Southamptons, uh, West Ham's, you know, there aren't quality players, you know, being um, being coached, right? So I feel like with our quality that we we do have in the team, 
Um, as much as people would like to think that, you know, the squad is only good enough for 17th place or whatever sort of rubbish um, that you read. With the quality that is there, I think this is a top six or top seven squad, right? And with good coaching and with a bit of luck, you can push that into top four, personally. Um, and for all intents and purposes, this conversation shouldn't be happening after not winning for eight games. But you know, we're still there. So I feel like the club need to take this seriously because the season isn't over. I, yeah. I, firmly, I firmly believe we have a unique opportunity to actually get top four this season. Mm. Because, don't get me wrong, we were absolutely shocking first half of the season. The three wins are against teams that are not particularly good as well. Um, apart from Chelsea was a good win. Um, Brighton and West Brom, good momentum, but I don't think they were good um, per se, really. Um, but we, we put them away, so you can only beat what's in front of you. And we're winning at the right time where other people are dropping points, which is which is very good timing. But we are six points off, and I'm sure that the other teams will continue to drop points. And as long as we are competent enough to be there and thereabouts, we actually have a chance of top four. And it doesn't mean we're good enough for top four, which I don't think we are. Um, but I think the other teams are just incompetent as well. And um, that's the only reason why, we, why we're still around this, the, the, that in the league table. So the, the club should try to capitalise on this actually unique opportunity because I think we said this last season as well. So it might happen again next season. But you can't imagine Liverpool, City, United, them not strengthening enough or Chelsea not being stronger next year. It's very hard to imagine, you know. Um, so I think we, we need to try capitalise on that. Uh, mm. I mean, for, for all intents and purposes, we could be in the same or similar position next year again with all the other teams being just as shit as us. But um, really, we should try to push on now and uh, get into the top four, get mm. as much money we can get <laughs> um, yeah. so we can we can do a proper rebuild in the summer because we, we are losing a lot of players. Yeah, and I think as well, Dan, um, if you compare last season, look at United, right? Like, they, yeah, they yeah. went in and they spent big money on a big player, brought him in, and, you know, he basically inspired them to, to to finish third, not even top four. And if you'd have said in January, our oh, United are going to come third after, you know, uh, an amazing run of football, you'd, you'd get laughed out of the room. So I, I think football's a funny thing and you, you can't sort of let these opportunities go by as we have done in the past, personally. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, let's move on to some listeners' questions then. We've got some questions about the upcoming window. Obviously, we'll, we're, we're fully in the Jan January window. And we've seen some activity already, mainly on the, um, the, well, solely on the departures. We've heard a lot of rumours with incomings and we've also seen uh, some players potentially leave. Uh, Tommy Ajay won. He asked, uh, how many targets can we realistically get in January? I think... Uh, um, go on, Al. No, after you, bro. I mean, you know. Okay. Um, I think I, d I can't see us getting more than one. I think if we were to shift Ozil and we were you know, to free up some money by selling some players, which I can't see, I think we can. I think maybe we would see two. But um, I think probably just the just the one in the summer and it would be an attacking um, in the in, in this window and I mean it'd be an attacking option I can't I don't so some people have suggested that you know I know Leroy is very negative very very pessimistic he said that he doesn't think we'll sign anyone I just can't see the club allowing that to happen um maybe I'm wrong and maybe I, I call me naive but I just don't think even even 
under Emery, we brought in Denis Suarez and that was a disaster. But they brought someone in. And I hope it isn't a Denis Suarez type signing. And I hope it is someone, um, you know, your Julian Brandts that we've been linked with. I mean, that would be amazing. Um, but uh, what about you guys? How many, how many guys, how many players do you think, realistically? I think we'll do one. Ideally, personally, I, sh- I think it should be two. I think one, because it'll, it'll probably be another creative player in addition to Smith Rowe, because obviously they, they, they like cleaned on, they're cling, clinging on to Smith Rowe as one of the creativity spots because um, obviously Ozil Boat is gone. That's clear as day now. So personally, I would go for Julian Brandt and um, I would definitely go sign a Lazy uh, from from uh, Redden. I just think that kid, you need to get him before anyone else, anyone else does with him because he, he's just that type of talent. You, you have to sign him. So ideally, we do too. And just clear as many t- like dead with out of the window realistically though how many do you think they are going to do one mm. honestly i don't see because then um, that Elise, um we haven't been linked unfortunately since then uh, summer so that one makes me a bit sad because i just i just look at that kid i watched him a couple of times and just think wow yeah, but do you think though now that um i know you've mentioned all oh, that you would like to see esr get um Move move to an eight, but does signing Olise and Brandt does that? What does that mean for the future of an ESR? So like, that's um, why I can't really see us doing the two. You know, it's a weird one because Brandt. I don't see Brandt deeper. I think he's a he's he's a, like he needs to be up higher in the field on mm. the pitch. He needs to be. I think um, German Dan touched on it um, in the zones you mentioned. He needs to be in them zones, and. Um, so I don't see him affecting ESR, but Elise could affect ESR because Elise is, is a. I think long term he's going to be an eight. He's going to be because he, he's got, how tall is he? I think he's about six foot six foot three as well already. So I, I think that that does cause ESR a problem if you sign him. Yeah. Okay. What What about um, the two down? Uh, how many? How many? Yeah, do I was going to say. Target? I, I look at I look at a team like. Dortmund, because uh, I look at him a lot, but I look at a team like Dortmund, they have so many technical attacking midfielders and um, we have so so little, like we have so little of those type of players and we used to have so many, so I think we need to stockpile them <laughs> and um, if we get Olise or Olise, whatever his name is, and we get, we have ESR, um, we get um, a top class 10, um, maybe that is Brandt, maybe that's someone else, I still think we there's room for another left winger you know, so I think we need to get as many very good players as possible. Um, and um, yeah, so I, I do think there's space for both of them. And ultimately, the more impressive talent, the more the more, the, the best talents will, in a way, win, will come through. And that's what we want. We want we want the football club to be as good as possible. If there's a if there's a talent for, for, uh, available for as little as eight million, uh, which, which is Molise's um, release clause, then we have to do it because his value is already over that. So even mm. if even if we sign him for eight and we're thinking ah maybe he ain't that guy like that we we can sell him for more like I mean that's that's the type of signing we need to one hundred percent try exercise and um I don't think ESR is going anywhere um if he's how how great of a, um a career at the club he have we will see but I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon so we, we're we're good on that and at the moment 
effectively taking minutes away from Willock, which I, which I don't mind, you know, I can't lie. <laughs> I do feel for Willock. I do think because of the way the club has used him as a... Save uh, your sympathy, mate. Save your sympathy. Yeah, like, because <laughs> of the way they've used him, like, it does, um, it's been a bit unfair to Willock because, you know, like I've said from the get-go, this kid's a box-to-box player. Not a um what what they were playing as a left winger, right winger, a number ten. Use him as a striker. They they use him completely like wrong. And I just think for the benefit of his career, Reese Nelson, I just think they should just be pushing for moves, just to because they can all both of them can have a good career. You know, they can definitely be like easily at Crystal Palace or something like that, build their career from there. So. I just feel sorry for him. But um, like Dan was saying, I think squad-wise, having more players like Elise and um, ESR is good for us, 100%. Because, well, at one point, we had a, we had about five of them, six of them in our squad. Mm. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like Arteta's come from Man City as well, where, you know, they, they never, you know, sort of lacked in those attacking midfielder types, you know. So Foden couldn't get a game. You know, obviously, you do end up here with situations like um, Leroy Sane not being happy with his game time and ended up having to leave and stuff. But then they go and cop, cop Morris for for 60M. So I feel like Arteta's come from an environment where, you know, um, there are lots of attacking players. So, like, he himself was an attacking player until he came to Arsenal and got asked to play, you know, deeper because of the talent that we had um, in front of him. So... You know, I feel like that should be a situation that, as a manager, he would want to to be involved in and would want to have. Um, and I feel like these young players, although you need to clear pathways for them, I also feel like competition for them is good for them as well. You know, so as long as they're getting enough minutes, um, you know, competition can you know inspire them to you know sort of improve and and do better. Because you know, you're talking about Olise coming and taking ESR spot, but you know ESR might just tell him to sit sit on a bench and tell him to hold bench as well. You know, so. Uh, it's not. It's not. It's not really an issue for me. I just. I feel like we just having. I would personally just a caveat. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing to have loads of talented players. I'm just questioning whether the club would mm-hmm. because they have. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I. I'm not saying I wouldn't. I'm. I'm. I'm in. I'm in agreement with you guys. I think I would sign as many fucking good players as possible. I think it'll be crazy for them. Not. I think it'll be crazy for them not to do it because. Where we want to be in the what what is he planning to do with Champions League? Win the Champions League under with William. <laughs> Where we plan to be in three years, we need as many good attacking players as possible. We need we just need good players, man. As many of them as possible. A full a full squad of them. How, how many allowed in, in in the Premier League and the Champions League again? About twenty-five, isn't it? What's that? How many allowed to register? About twenty-five. Twenty-five. So, yeah. yeah, so you need twenty-five good players, man. Just just <laughs> that. If you want to get to where you want to get to, you need 25 good players. Simple as that. Okay. Um, okay. Chris Deddy, what's your Arsenal Prem 11 when Partey and Gabriel are back? So I don't know. Where, Partey's in, is Partey in full training now, is he? Um, yeah, I think he is. Gabriel is available for the next game as well. Is he? So, I think so. Okay. I think Gabriel. Didn't, didn't they say Gabriel only misses three games? Yeah, that's his, that's it now. His suspension is done. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. Isolation, isn't it? But it was only ten days, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. isolation COVID, as well. Yeah, yeah, he'll be back now. He'll be back. I'm pretty mm. sure he'll be back. I think the, the ten COVID, days. Play against Newcastle. He'll be back for the game after. I'm Why not? Though? Newcastle's in well, in four or five days. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. 
Have they said whether he had symptoms or not, though? Because I can't lie. Uh, if you yeah, have you got, um, I think COVID, COVID lungs, COVID lungs are, are are peak. You know, I, I tried mm -hmm. doing some some homework out yesterday. My lungs were slapping me, bruv. It was different. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and I think obviously United fans will tell you about Paul Pogba and his um, excuses COVID COVID after effects. So I don't know. Yeah, I think it depends about Hazard and Havertz. Havertz as well. So I do. I do actually think though. Um, if if he did have symptoms and stuff, then you know you might see a dip in in performances um, mm. from 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 coronavirus. But would you would you if he is available? Just say he is available. I would, would play you, him. Yeah, you would play him. You'd bring him in. Who who would you yeah. bring him in for? Because I w I did want to touch on Marion Holding. I think we, sometimes we need to give credit where credit is due. We don't like the two players, and but the facts are. <laughs> They've played together. They won three games. They've won, yeah, they've won all three games. Bars playing together. We've kept two clean sheets. Um, I'm sorry, in three games they played against one recognised centre forward. I understand, Dan. Yeah, but, you know, I'm not going to give them flowers. I yet. think the big test for them. He's our next. I understand, but why? Why do we need to give them the? I, I understand feel. why we need to give them the big test. But no, no. We're going on, we're like we haven't lost eight games this season, and we haven't. You know, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I wouldn't even break them up. I'm just saying I don't like the the over. Obviously, it's not you doing it, Lewis, but I think mm. in the fan base, there's a lot of a lot of praise for them too. And I think just hold your horses, man. We we've literally. I already touched it. I think we do that not us on it here, but a lot of um the fan base, Arsenal fan base. Unfortunately, we champion average players when all they're doing is the basics, and that's all we ask of them. We don't need to champion them for it. Mari and Holden just doing the bases. I get, not, I get the context because we ain't won in ages and then we went through on the balance with them in. Yeah. But we need to hold our horses. Like we, We're still not quite there where we want to be. So let's relax until we're there. Do you know what I mean? Like We're just setting ourselves up for failure if we now champion this partnership. Then they face someone good, get battered or something. Like, I'm, not, I'm not saying that there's... They did play Chelsea. We played quite well. And you, we can talk all we want about Tammy Abraham. Yeah, they were very good. I, 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 I just, Murray did a few bad things, but I think in general, I think holding has been good in, in the last few games. I give the, the good labels. So, so who, out, out of those two, if you are going to bring Gabriel back in, who would go? It would have to be Murray, you know? You need that balance. You can't You can't play two left-footers together. Man, no matter Why what can you play say. two left-footers together, but not two right-footers? I feel like two is... Um, is when you're training, right? Like you, there's left footers are less common, yeah. So yeah. when you're right footed, you will have played on both sides quite frequently. Whereas left footers, if you're if you're playing centre back, you're always on that side. Mm -hmm. So you you literally never would be on the the other side, right? So it's unnatural for you, um, which is why. And obviously, yeah, like, with like, passing angles, man. Like yeah, that's what we're gonna so say, like, the, like when, you're, when you're lefty and you're on the right, yeah, it just your mm. motions are just. It's just hard. It's very yeah. difficult. And, 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 it may it may be aided by the fact that Pablo Mari's just come back from quite a long injury, so um, he probably needs a rest out of the team anyway. So he's probably going to be. In for that. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens with with that situation because I I, I understand the 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 point of meritocracy and you you keep your place until you you lose it essentially. Um, 
until you do something worthy of losing it. Um, and I don't feel like Murray and Holden have done enough to lose their place. That being said, um, I don't know who we have. I think we have a quite Palace. A top that. Palace. That's Newcastle and then Palace, it's, I think. I'm, I'm, I'm not too... I mean, yeah. you haven't faced yet is... I think we've got we Man United coming up. In. Against Man United, I'd be Gabriel in, basically. <laughs> Get Gabriel in. Palace is a side we've struggled against over the years because just because of the pace and power. And then they got Eze mm. now to add to it. Mm. They should be they should be buzzing to play them too. Yeah, and I feel as well, with centre-backs, I do get the meritocracy thing, but I do feel like with centre-backs, you need to just have who your established first choice are mm. as well. Um, and I personally see Gabriel as, as, as the first... One of the first names on the team sheet um, for me, you know, if the question talking about first 11s. And I feel like you need to show that faith in him now. Look, fine. I know you were out injured for a bit, but boom, you're my number one centre-back and you're going to come in and you're going to play when fit because, you know, he's a young centre-back as well, Twenty just turned 23. So I feel like if that's the, the guy that you want to be at the base of your your centre-back um, partnership for years to come, man, you just, you just play him, really. And I'm assuming that Obviously, when Partey comes back, obviously it's a foregone cl- conclusion that he comes in the team and takes Xhaka's place, right? Yeah, hundred percent. No, no, it's not like it's too shameful. Two weeks ago, you lot would have said exactly the same thing without batting an eyelid. You would have said Partey and Sabios. Now, yeah, yeah, that, I, 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 I'm, I'm with that. Man. I'm not. No, 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 it's you, man. It's you, 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 we, we need that end of that cycle. Said what have I said incorrect? I haven't said anything incorrect. Because we're streaming in it. Then keeps bringing up the Sabiasis. And it's killing me, man. Uh, all right. <laughs> no, but we we actually haven't seen that Sabias party. We haven't seen <laughs> it. Have we seen that yet? No, we've not yeah, seen it. We saw them in a midfield three together, but yeah, it was like... It was like yeah, it never worked. <laughs> Yeah, it didn't work. Yeah, but we both Partey and Ceballos were playing as like the the Xhaka was the main yeah, man. Right. Yeah, yeah it, was it, was ridiculous. it was ridiculous. But um, all right, cool. Let's let's do a qu- few quick fire questions before we wrap yeah, things up. Yeah, it's getting a bit late. Um, okay, Pepe left wing, ESR Saka with Oba or Martinelli let nine. Could it work? Mm, what? Say that again. Can you say that again? Yeah. Right, Pepe left wing. ESR is already dead. Saka right wing and Martinelli or Obo is the nine. Would it work? Everyone, no, just needs, everyone needs to forget Pepe. Everyone, yeah, just let him go, man, because I don't see how he recovers from this, bro. Like, mm. fam, a yeah, 19 year old is shining. He would just he's, get in the way of Tierney as well. Nah, man, nah. He's terrible on the left. And I think be a better attacking that is. What what annoyed me, the game that annoyed me with him on the left wing was when he was, it was Liverpool in the League Cup, yeah, and he's playing Nico Williams, who mm. but who has been fried by everyone under the sun, yeah, mm. at right back. And Pepe couldn't beat him once with, with a dribble. Nico Williams barbecue chicken and Pepe wasn't ready to put the grill on, bruv. I, I, yeah. Listen, Pepe, if he plays right wing only. Didn't know how to put the grill on. Yeah, didn't know how to put the grill on at all. Like, it, mm. it was dead. 
He really makes me sad because deep it, bro. My man's got all that <laughs> salt. If I didn't I, know I, I would have tools too if uh, if I was being paid hundred grand a week, I'll tell you that for free. Oh, like, if I was if I didn't hey, know he's a footballer, I was just saying, yeah, this guy's the guy, in it. Mm-hmm. Then you see him turn up. Oh my god, with the swagger he, he tries to put on as well. We've spoken enough about Pepe. Um, yeah, the answer to that question, no, we're not we're not feeling it. We're not feeling it. Um Thierry 2021, he asked, Do you think Basuma is a good fit to be Partey's partner, or do we need someone slightly more creative? Fingers with him. I'm still not sure about Basuma, you know, just because of the way Brighton kind of use him. Mm. How did Brighton use him? I think someone made an interesting point. He does seem he, he is progressive in it, but he does seem like a ball winner. Mm. Yeah, than... you got to think. Yeah, Partey is a very, very impressive passer, actually. So yeah, um, I think Basuma's qualities for me are quite clear. As he said, he's a ball winner. Um, he's someone that takes looks after the ball, but is is safe in really his passing. Yeah. So um, and he can he can beat a man um if he has to, and he, he's very athletic. So. Those are all good qualities, in my opinion. The only problem is, Basuma is definitely not available in in Jan, um, because you got to think if they if Brighton sell him, it's the same as Buendia, if Br- Brighton or Norwich, those players are key to their objectives. Yeah. Brighton's objective is staying in the Premier League. Norwich is go- coming up in the Premier League. The price of that, the price money of that is a hundred mil, like. So that player is not going to be sold for 20, 30 mil. They're going to look for more. And that is just simply not worth it for us at the moment. So those players, can we can only look at them really in the summer. Um, so, But I think Bundia is a good player. Um, I'm not Bundia. I'm, to be honest, I with them two. Bundia is a good player and I like him. But, I think um, with them two, I see them more as like squad additions to solidify, solidify yeah, like, the squad. Basuma is like it should be our Nenny, our El Nenny guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, game, like, you know, it's got 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 to be part in Basuma, you know, kind of. Kind yeah, of yeah. Thing. So with him and Buendia, I just see them as squad additions. I don't see them if they come to us. I don't see them as starters yeah, straight away. Still, yeah. So, I think Buendia would start for us, though. I don't start, think yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. I think I'm he would probably don't have the quality right now, but where, for where we want to be, he would. I think he would be a squad player. For where we want to be, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah, if if he came now, yeah, he would be a star. But I think if we need to sign someone a level above him, alongside him. But ha- like like Dan said, we can't do too much in one summer. But Nigerian Dan, we can't do too much in one summer. It's a problem. Like, which one do you sign? Do you sign one of them now and then sign your upgrade, even bigger upgrade in the summer? Hmm. Yeah, it's a funny one. I think as well. Um... It, it depends how you want to how you want to play, right? Because party, I think, can do. I think I think Bissouma, in the way that Brighton use him, he is very much a defensive midfielder, right? Like he's not, even though he he does beat a man, he can carry the ball. And um, it was mentioned in the group this week that he's not that progressive with his passing, right? Which I think, on balance, party can also be the DM, but he can also be, you know, your connecting player and your your box to box. Player, right? So if you're saying Basuma is going to be the, the Arsenal DM, the ball winner, you have that party be the sort of multifunctional midfielder and then you get a 10 in front of them. I think that, that works quite well. Um, or if you wanted to have, you know, sort of like a 4 3 3 Basuma as your six collecting off the, um, off the centre backs and then you've got party and then another more attacking eight 
um, on the left, like an hour or something like that, I think it works as well. So, you know, for me, I feel like they would be like complement each other quite well because obviously, as Dan mentioned, you got the physique of both of them. You know, no one's going to get through a midfield of passing. Yeah, trust. <laughs> like, no one's no one's going to get through a midfield of. Um, Partey and, and Bissouma. And to me, that reminds me of Vieira Gilberto, yeah. where Partey is your Vieira type and Gil, uh, Bissouma is your Gilberto, although I think Gilberto had a lot better um, passing range than what Bissouma has. Um, so I do think, so I know people are like, oh, I don't know, I don't know how uh, Bissouma would fit, but I do think that together, I think they'd be, they'd be a very good midfield because Bissouma is really, really high up um, on sort of like the tackles and dribbling completely. And yeah. dribbles completed for a centre mid. So I feel like, you know, you do add like so much to that midfield if you have the two of them playing together. Mm. I mean, no. it's a shame because that's what we thought Torreira would be at it, but that guy, man, mm. send them back to Latino world. Torreira lacked the physicality. He lacked the physicality of a longer distance. You don't like the London Man said, send him back to Penarol, you know. Listen, after that bullshit statement that he brought out the other day, he, I do yeah, not want to see him in the comment Luis Suarez cosigns, he's cancelled, bro. Ah, oh, man, it's mad. All right, lads, let's uh, let's call it a day there. I think we've given the people enough content for one day. Um, guys, make sure to subscribe to us on our new YouTube channel, or Touchy Gooners. Um, we're obviously on Twitter, we're on Instagram, so follow the page up there, please, 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 please. And also, obviously, if you fancy a bit more Touchy Gunas content, head over to our Patreon page. Uh, links in the bio. We'll have um, an instant pod after the game on Saturday against Newcastle, so feel free to tune into that. And we've got loads and loads and loads more content on there as well, and we'll be back uh, next week. Nigerian Dan, German Dan, Olo, uh, great having you on. Bless. See you later, yes, lads. It's got to 2 2, and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil! Go! Could have went left. Could have went right. Could have went wrong. Could have went right. 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 Could Could have had that fight, but I'm gonna walk on site. Man, I have to dub that man. You're not gonna spit this time. Trying to work with a good oh, energy. Man, gonna work with a bad man vibe. None of these guys can't do that. It's amazing. It's amazing. That's foul. That's offside. the response of Arsenal. Cross the line. Score from my team in the time I play. Where they know when man's in sight. Man, I said that simply. Lost their focus in the joy of equalizing. Sports Social Podcast Network.